Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans, and welcome to the Parastyle Podcast. I'm Ryan Abraham. On a Sunday, Easter Sunday, today on the podcast, we normally speak with the coach, Harvey Hyde, but he is on special assignment for Easter this week, so we have Keely Orr pinch hitting for us, so if you're looking for some you know, expert analysis on how the Trojans are wearing their socks over at camp, come with us next week, but hey... We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Keeley has been out of practice every week, and we will talk about this Trojan football team with three weeks down and two weeks to go with USC football spring camp still on the docket. If you have any questions or comments for the show, please drop us a line or an email at podcast at uscfootball.com, or you could call or text us 424-254-9141. Do keep them brief. I know there's a lot to hate about Larry Scott, but keep them brief, as, as brief as possible. Um, and you can also find us on iTunes, by the way. You can subscribe to the show, rate the show, leave your comments at our direct URL, itunes.com slash Podcast. You can find us on all the major podcasting services like Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Audio Boom. If you have another service that we're not on, just email me, ryan at uscfootball.com, and I will go and make sure that uh, you're on there. Uh, so without further ado, let's welcome Keely to the show. You can follow her on Twitter at Keely is my name. Keely, welcome back. No shotgun today, huh? Yeah, he's in, in Lodi covering a baseball game or something. So it's just <laughs> you and me, Ryan. Just you and me, Keely and Ryan. That's, that sounds like shotgun. That definitely sounds like shotgun. He's certainly he's certainly wearing a, a, a baseball cap of some of some team variety, you know, out there out there covering covering the baseball. Yeah, and you know, since it is baseball season, you might want to go to a baseball game and now is the best time to do it. Just call Southern California Tickets, sctickets.com. Give them a call, 800-888-7287. Talk to Curtis and tell them the coach sent you, even the coaches in here. Just let them know the coach sent you and you can get tickets to the Dodgers or the Angels. I know your Angels started the season. Uh, not the best start for them, though. The Angels don't need to, to no, don't need to start well because they're going to finish well and the Angels are definitely, definitely going to win the World Series or get close to it this year. That's a little bit of uh, Optimistic Keeley right there. Optimistic Keeley is very excited to see what Mike Trout and the Angels will do this season. Well, what uh, do you think or, of Otani, though? Isn't that the that Japanese guy that they, they just signed uh, or, or something like that? I'm still reeling because my Pirates just got rid of Andrew McCutcheon, and so I'm thinking of becoming a Giants fan, which I know will make a lot of people listen to this pretty happy. Uh, Otani is, is simultaneously the greatest pitcher in the MLB and the greatest hitter in the MLB this year. Wow. So. Okay. Look at Keely and her <laughs> baseball takes over here. But uh, let's talk about the Trojans. Three weeks into, into spring camp. It's just going with a breeze. I know this episode is going up on a Sunday, Easter Sunday, April 1st, uh, which means that yesterday, March 31st, USC had a spring scrimmage. We're recording this before then. Um, so... Let's just assume what happened in the in the the scrimmage. I'm I'm guessing Tyler Vaughn's had about four touchdowns, wouldn't you say? Uh, I actually think he had five. It it was definitely five touchdowns. You know the, the the quarterbacks probably didn't look that good. 
And, you know, Port Augustine probably looked like a monster. He is practicing. We didn't see him at all. If you followed us, you know, over the, the course of last season, you know that we talked about it every single podcast that we have never seen Port Augustine on the practice field. But we have been seeing him. How, how have you thought of his uh, his spring so far? Oh, he's had a good spring. He looks good. He looks he looks very, uh, very good. I, I think he's definitely stock uh, up. Stock, uh, stock positive. What's what's that phrase that that shotgun doesn't like? Uh, well, he's stock, not stock, stock neutral. Oh, stock neutral. Yeah, he's definitely see, not stock neutral. See, stock neutral is what Tyler Vaughn's is because he just can't go any higher. Just oh no, Tyler Vaughn's can always. Give him the already. Tyler Vaughn's can always go higher. Always go higher. Well, you can go up for the ball. You know, yes. higher than anybody else. He's got those that vertical leap, which I saw before everybody. I was on high school fields telling everybody about how Tyler Vaughn's was going to be the best. I remember I was talking to Keyshawn Johnson. I said, have you seen this Tyler Vaughn's fella? And Keyshawn was like, eh, I don't know. But I stuck with it. And Tyler Vaughn's uh, looked pretty good in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, but let's get to your guys' questions. You guys own the show here at the Parastyle Podcast. We couldn't do this without you, without your questions, without your comments on the P. Again, as long as the voicemails are about four seconds and the emails are no more than 75 characters we will be able to get to them uh let's start out with a voicemail about the running backs hey guys how you doing i was calling to uh, a little voicemail to, to see exactly how the running back position is shaping up here uh, at usc we was uh, uh thinking me and the buddies and trying to evaluate the new quarterbacks it's going to be pressure for the young quarterbacks to get out there and perform at a real high level but the best way to alleviate some of the pressure of a young quarterback is to hand the football off. Uh, or how is the running back position looking? Or are we looking to do a more power running game with the coaching staff we have on board right up, as of right now? And uh, if so, uh, how are the running backs going to help out the young quarterbacks? Or can we look, go out and look for a uh, grad transfer? There is a guy that said uh, that was at Louisville that's uh, looking for a home right now uh, by the name of Jeremy Smith. Big back, real productive in the very few opportunities he had at Louisville. Um, just asking. Um, you guys be safe, and uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for the call there. Uh, definitely love our, our phone calls. Do give us more phone calls here, ladies and gentlemen, 424-254-9141. Again, keep the calls a little bit brief. Don't have too much time to listen, but we definitely appreciate them. Uh, Keely, you've been at all the practices. How, how do you think of the running back so far? Yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, you know, as a as a childhood UCLA fan, uh, I remember the great UCLA backfield that included uh, Murray Jones, Drew, and those guys. So I think uh, I think USC's running backs crew is, is is actually doing pretty well right now with uh, with Sed Ware, Aka Cedric Ware, and Vivai Malapiai uh, back there, and and Dominic Davis who is is filling in for the spring. So. I don't actually think that uh, the, the, that a transfer is necessarily, a grad transfer is necessarily needed for USC right now. I know the depth is a little bit thin, but um, when you've got, to, when you've got a, a Sedware and when you've got a Vimalapi out there, um, you can maybe hope to live up to some of those, uh, some of those Bruin backfields that I, that I grew up on. Wow, I feel like the P is going to start to really not be too happy with you there, Keely. Oh, they, they, they might not be. They might not be. I mean, obviously, I'm all USC now, but... Uh, You're not, because we're, we're not a fan, a fan podcast. Oh, we're, we're, no. we're independent journalists here looking at this objectively. Very objectively, very objectively, yeah. but objectively, objectively. I guess Edric Ware has put on some weight. He's he's looking pretty good. I think he's I think he's going to take care of business. And uh, and I don't know I don't know I don't think that uh, that USC will be looking at grad transfer running backs 
anytime soon with uh, with Marquis Stubb also coming in in the fall. Jeremy Smith, I just looked it up. He had eight yards last year um, for Louisville. Um, and the year before that, he had two, uh, 382 and 270 uh, it's just a little bit of a question mark. I think if SC is going to bring in some sort of a grad transfer, I think you need you need it to be a sure thing. You need it to go get you know Ryan Nall from Oregon State or something like that. And you know Oregon State, I mean that's a program that uh, Larry Scott loves, and Larry Scott just loves giving them more money, unlike USC for some reason. But uh, that's we'll save that for a Dan podcast. But uh, let's get to our next question, which comes from Marcellus. Ryan has expressed concern for the upcoming season regarding the fans' experience during the Coliseum renovation. Curious to get your take on the Rams loading up for a potential Super Bowl run, drawing the city and league's attention in the Coliseum at the very moment it's partially gutted. I can't imagine the university expected this. Do you anticipate displeasure from Rams fans or the NFL? Could this become a bad PR situation for USC? Thanks, fight on Marcellus in Vegas. I'm going to go to Vegas in about a week and a half and uh, play some golf out there. What say you, Keely? Interesting. Well, the, the Rams the Rams left before I the Rams left Los Angeles before I was born. So, I really never know what to what to anticipate from the Rams uh, or the NFL in in Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe it'll be a bad P- PR situation for USC, but I think uh, if if the Rams are successful, then the Rams are successful, and you know USC has USC has bigger problems with the Coliseum than just bad PR with the Rams being potentially on their way to the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe finishing the Coliseum will be a bigger a bigger concern than than the optics with the with the Rams. I don't, I don't know about you, Ryan, though. Yeah, I I don't know how to how to talk about this one because you know the Rams definitely are getting you know big names. Uh, you know. Peters and and Sue and, and all those guys on the team, but, but when you look at NFL fans, are NFL fans smart enough to know who owns the Coliseum and who runs the Coliseum? I don't think that they do. No matter what the Coliseum looks like, I don't know that people are going to say, "Hey, it was Pat Hayden that signed off on this and Nikias that signed off on this," and it's Larry Scott not giving USC enough money that they had to shortchange the uh, the renovation. I, I don't know that that's going to be the takeaway from a random, you know, NFL fan back home in my home state of um, Massachusetts. You, you could be right there. You could be right there. Interesting. So I, I would say, what, what, what was that stock? The stock? Let's call it stock neutral. Let's, uh, okay. let's call the Coliseum and the Rams stock neutral. Let's go to a question from Nick. And Keely, I think this one is definitely for you. This was on the P. This is Nick from Cyprus, a.k.a. Big Nick 21 from the P. Interesting. Question is, how do you think the Angels will do this year? Fight on. Keely, definitely for you, because as I mentioned, my, my Pirates don't have a lot of players anymore, so I'm thinking of becoming a Giants fan. Well, as I already said, the Angels are definitely going to the World Series. Uh, they're definitely going to win the World Series. And uh, Shea Otani is going to, uh, or Otani is going to uh, lead 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 the Angels along with Mike Trout to hoisting the trophy at the end of the season. Yeah, I love that. Still, optimistic Keeley, just reigning in supreme here. Uh, <laughs> let's go to another question from the P. You guys sent in a lot of questions in the P, and we do appreciate it. Do subscribe to us. Uh, we got to maintain our status as the market leader, uscfootball.com. That's how you're going to get all of this great content that we put out, along with uh, Gerard and and all the recruiting stuff that you see over in the war room. Won't be talking about anything in the war room on this episode, but do subscribe and you can read all of it, uscfootball.com. Um, let's go to a question from jrezzy441. Honest thoughts. Should we expect JT to take over after week three? How is the communication going 
between Drevno, Callaway, and the O-line, and has Ray Scott, uh, Narbonne legend. Uh, how has he looked this spring? Jay Rezzy, 4-4-1, or 4-4-4-4-1-1 on the P. I like that name, Jay Rezzy. So it's a good name. It's, it's a, it is a good name. It's definitely a good name. Um, should, should we expect JT to take over after week three? Is that is that a is that a reference to Sam Darnold taking over after week three? Interesting. It might be. I mean, should we expect JT Daniels to take over after week zero, week one? First of all, can we talk about the not to not to cut you off, Keely, but can can we talk about the tweet that? Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network put out this week that the, the Browns should, since they got rid of Cody Kessler, they should sign Max Brown and then keep <laughs> him and start him the first three games and, and lead into Sam Darnold. Amazing tweet. Amazing tweet. It, it would be very, very, very poetic, very poetic, and it would uh, it would work very well. Uh, but uh, USC is definitely not going to have Max Brown starting for three weeks this season. Um, I think they could definitely have Jake. JT Daniels starting for three weeks this I mean for the first three weeks this season though and well beyond that uh so uh, it's three three weeks I suppose with the uh with the current quarterbacks that USC has would suggest that JT Daniels would take over as a starter at some point yeah at some you, point it's definitely possible uh, I, again it's a lot of stuff that JT's gonna have to get over we've talked about this on our podcast he's taking I think it's 46 classes this spring over at Modern Day, and he's going to have to pass all those with A's uh, to be able to, you know. C's to get degrees, Ryan. Oh, speaking from experience there, Keely, are you? <laughs> I take offense at that. <laughs> uh, straight A student, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but sure. Let's get into the second part of the question. How is the communication between Drevno, Callaway, and the O-line? Uh, Dre- Tim Drevno is coaching USC's running backs, so I don't know about any communication between Drevno, Callaway, and the offensive line. Uh, during uh, during this past week of practice, when, when he spoke to the media, he was asked about the offensive line, and he said he was basically just focusing in on the running backs. So uh, he is definitely the running backs coach, and that seems to be where his where his focus is and and Neil Callaway is working intensely with the offensive line so uh they you know Callaway and and the offensive line will have to prove what they're doing this spring is is moving that group forward but Tim Drevno is has only a sort of limited involvement there uh as the as the uh as the run game coordinator and pass protection coordinator yeah it's also not easy where they put us on the field in the little media pen kind of way off to the side you can't really see much uh, with as the far offensive away from, line. Yeah. As far away from all of the action as you could possibly be. Yeah. It, it's just like being, you know, sitting next to the peristyle, which those seats will still be intact uh, when they redo the Coliseum, by the way. Final part of uh, Jay Rezzi's question here was, uh, how is Narbon legend and California, two-time California state champ linebacker Raymond Scott look this spring so far? High praise for Raymond Scott. <laughs> Ray- Raymond Scott has uh, has not done tons of work so far this spring. Uh, he's been there. He's sort of settling in to his, his position at linebacker, but he's not one of the guys who is getting, obviously, first team reps is, is all Cam Smith and John Houston, but he's not necessarily, he's only gotten a couple instances of second team reps behind uh, Levi Jones and the uh, walk, former walk-on Reuben Peters. So he has a little ways to go, but that's that's not unexpected for, you know, an early enrollee, a guy who's there for the first time this spring, he's going to take a little while to, to settle in and get used to get used to the college game. So uh, he's he's just, you know, got his head down and, and doing work, but not, not much to say on him so far. All right, Keely, let's go to the next question from the P from... A.K. Trojan. 
Can you discuss basketball recruiting? How many more players can SC take this year and who are they taking? How many open scholarships? Uh, I think this is a great question, AK Trojan. We're going to have to save that for Shotgun because, Keely, I know you don't know anything about basketball, right? I know all the stuff about baseball. Nothing about basketball. All right. We're going to next one. A question from Twitter from Hyper Future Vision. Uh, Funny name there. I I, I like that name there. Hyper Future. It's like, you know, the future, but it's really intense. It's the Hyper Future Vision. Um, Which quarterback, current quarterback this spring, would you say realistically, from what you see so far, could either beat out Max Wittick or Aaron Corp? I think it's a little bit of a low blow um, (laughs) to Matt Fink and Jack Sears and also uh, Thomas Holden. Or is it Holden Thomas? I can never remember. It is is Holden Thomas. And that has been uncomplicated by the fact that Thomas Fitz is now a kicker. So it's, it's less... Getting them confused is no longer a uh, an issue. Thomas Fitz, Holden Thomas, members. Thomas Holden, Reuben Peters, Peter Reuben. I don't know any of these names. They're just very confusing. <laughs> well, well, uh, I, see, I mean, speaking from experience as someone with two first names, Ryan Abraham, Abraham. it does get a little a, a little difficult at times. I, I'm sure you get well, that too, Keely Yor. At, at least people get your name right. At least people pronounce Ryan right most of the time. Most I hope. of the time. I get yeah. Brian, though, sometimes. Oh, sometimes. See. And then but I get Brian so- Bethlehem sometimes. For some reason, Brian <laughs> Bethlehem. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I just, I'm just happy if people pronounce my name correctly, which is Keely. So that's, that's not, exciting. Not, not Kelly. Not Kelly. Cor- definitely no. not Kelly. Definitely okay. not uh, definitely not Kelly. But, you know, uh, it, it's hard for me to speak on Max Wittick or Aaron Court because when they were uh, battling for USC uh, playing time, I was- Were you in elementary in- school? I was in well. I was in. I was. I was decked out in my powder blue and gold. Oh and yeah, that's right. Singing the UCLA fight song. So I don't. I don't know if I can compare Max Wittig, uh and Aaron Corp to any of the two quarterbacks that USC has had this year. Um, but if I was putting on my USC cap from that era, uh, <laughs> I would say that through three weeks, Jack Sears certainly looks like the one more capable of beating out a Max Wittig or an Aaron Corp. Um, Jack Sears being much closer, actually being pretty much a middle ground between Max Wittick and Aaron Corp in the sense that Aaron Corp could run. Uh, I mean, I I have been told that Aaron Corp can run, uh-huh. uh, could yeah. run, and and I've been told that Max Wittick had a bigger, uh, yeah, had a had a good arm. So Jack Sears is somewhere in between them. So he might be the guy. So what do you uh, say? He's kind of like a Richard Brio. Yes, exactly. He's a Richard Brio. That's that's exactly who I would compare him to. Uh, but uh, but. But Matt Fink um, it has, you know, would have probably would have a hard time in, in a in a uh, from what I've been told about Max Wittig and Aaron Corp would probably have had a hard time th- his three week performance so far. But he could obviously get better from here. We'll see. We'll see what he does. All right. Let's go to an email we got from Tarek with a C.H. Uh, we have it's funny. We have. Tark with a K and Tark with the Q. What are the chances? Tark with a CH. Uh, this question is for the coach. Love his analysis about my Trojans and his Rebels and his expertise. Wanted to know if he thought JT Daniels reminded him of Randall Cunningham at all because of his arm. Thank you for your time, coach. Tark with a CH in flyover country. Hmm, flyover country. It reminds me, I have a, a flight uh, tomorrow. I'm I'm going to uh, going with uh, Colin Cowherd to play golf in um, Texas. So, but Kaylee, answer the question, please. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't I don't actually know if you know if if Rand, if JT Daniels is anything like Randall Cunningham. 
to be honest, I was, I was, I don't know how old I was when Randall Cunningham was playing football. So yeah, we'll have to save that one for for next week uh, when the coach is back on the show. So save that uh, Tark with a ch. Send it back in, please. Um, uh, again, just keep keep all the emails and voicemails a little bit short. We get so many; it's difficult for our intern to be able to uh, to look at all them. Let's go to a question from Twitter from Contrarian P. That's a that's a funny name. It's like you're not an agreeable P, but a contrarian P. <laughs> it's a funny one. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, do they appear to be committed to more physical practices than last year? Uh, what do you think, Keely? We I know that in media pen we're kind of you know off to the side, but we can see a little physicality. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, well, Thursday's practice was a little bit more lively. Uh, they they've taken out the, the 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 water break that they had in in last year's practices. So in that sense, it's more physical, um, but they've only really done a, a few full pads practices. And, and when they've gone full pads, they haven't necessarily really tackled. Helton has talked about tackling, live tackling, but there really hasn't been a lot. I mean, there hasn't been like real tackling. There's still very quick whistles. So, um, you know, I guess I suppose we could see into the future and say that Saturday's scrimmage was hard hitting physical you know if if we wanted to to say that maybe are you are you there ryan oh oh sorry you're you're done talking i, I didn't realize uh you know with these podcasts i get just you know i ask a question and then the person an- answers and you know, i'm just you know here booking a flight for my wife and i to tahiti so uh sorry uh, sorry about that. Uh, you know, Gerard isn't allowed to take vacations. So I have to take extra vacations for him. So I have to schedule these things uh, during podcasts. I'm sorry about that, Keely. Um, Am but, I allowed uh, to take vacations? N- no. Oh. No. By, by the way, it reminds me, uh, let's talk after this. Uh, we might need to, to send you to uh, to Tustin to cover another recruiting thing. We'll, we'll talk off air. Um, let's go to a question we got from Fred on Twitter. Uh, with Holden Thomas getting more reps at quarterback, is that not a bad sign for Fink and Sears? I'm getting more worried about their lack of rising competition, of rising to the competition challenge and showing big flashes and big play ability. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm a Holden Thomas has gotten more reps than I thought he would get. Uh, but uh, but I think Fink and Sears are are definitely the guys who are discussed as the guys competing for the starting job. So I I would I would guess that they just want Holden Thomas to get as many reps as possible in, in case they need to use him. But uh, but I I think Fink and Sears are sort of on their own level, and Holden Thomas really isn't getting first team reps. Like they're not throwing him out there with the the first team offensive line. Uh, if that was the case, then maybe that would signal a little bit more clearly that uh, that 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 would be a bad sign for Fink and Sears. But when mm-hmm. Clay Hilton talks, you know, when 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 we're with him in the scrums and he's talking about the quarterback battle, he's definitely not talking about three guys. He's talking about two. So um, if you're curious, by the way, if USC has any scholarships uh, for Holden Thomas, now that guys have transferred and everything, uh, do tweet me, uh, tweet me directly. I, I prefer that. If you have a question about whether or not USC has a scholarship available uh, because a guy decommits or transfers, do tweet me, please, at Inside Troy. You can also check out our scholarship distribution chart on uscfootball.com. Uh, Wait, Ryan, if... If a guy transfers away, does that mean USC gets a scholarship back? 
Do they get an extra scholarship? Uh, again, I've always wondered tweet that. me. Tweet me and I'll answer on Twitter. Oh, okay. At Inside oh. Troy on Twitter. I will answer it for you. Uh, let's go to a question. Uh, you're going to love this one uh, from Ricard. I think it's like Richard with a K, Ricard. Um, <laughs> I think this is for you, Keely. Uh, if she's single, LOL, okay. Um, Interesting. We can we can we can skip that one. Yeah, let's um, no, skip that one. We'll we'll skip that one. Uh, he says, "Here's my question. Now that Sam is out, can the three quarterbacks fighting for the starting job save Clay Helton's job because he's going to finish seven and five in 2018?" Interesting. Seven and five. That's that sounds like pessimistic Ricard to me. It, interesting. D- does that mean he's going to finish seven and five with one of those quarterbacks? Or he's going to finish seven and five with none of those quarterbacks. That's that's the question. I don't, I, I I don't know. I don't, what's what's your what's your take on this? Well, one one of the three starting one of the three quarterbacks is going to be USC's starter. Uh, and and if if you I don't know if do you think Clay Hilton's job will be safe if he goes seven and five, Ryan? I would think. I mean, this is this is a coach who's. I, I know a lot of fans are upset and the negative Nellies are you got the sunshine pumpers and the and the doomsday thumpers and the uh the the middlemen and women the whiny the whiny little pukes as my wife knows with the Tennessee fans the the wackos too um but you know when when you look at them I I don't think that Clay Helton's job is on the line if he goes seven and five this is still a coach that's been to two straight January six bowls uh USC hasn't done that in a decade you know when you lose a guy who's going to go number one overall in the NFL draft those are two big shoes to, to replace uh regardless of who the coach was whether or not it's Clay Helton or Nick Saban so um I mean Nick Saban wouldn't go seven and five unless he was at you know Michigan State or something but it's 2019 if he goes seven and five in 2018 and 2019 then you can start talking um, a little bit or he'll have a hot seat going into 2019 but I don't think that he's going to be fired just because of one year going seven and five I mean Lane Kiffin wasn't fired he went seven and five and he had nowhere near the accomplishments that Clay Helton had well and and USC certainly won't be ranked number one going into the season and go seven and five so the, so I can I can right. see that that the that they'll be seven if if they go seven and five with either one of these quarterbacks, then it'll be with much lower lower expectations. Uh, but right. but still, you know, I I think one of these guys could come up and be perfectly serviceable, and that that's all USC would need really to be better yeah. than seven and five. Yeah. So we we will we'll, we'll see how 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 that goes. Um. But Keely, this is this has been really fun, been really a treat to have you on the on the podcast. Um. Because we don't get to have you on much. Uh, we have the Family Feud podcast, which I've never understood why you called it the Family Feud. Um, but you guys are really excited about calling it the Family Feud. And I like it because it just gives one more set of a, one more podcast that, that people can listen to that they like. If they like maybe the, the younger energy that you guys bring, uh, it's good for us later in the week. So it's good to have you on. And, and it's always it's always fun to talk to you. Yeah, it's always definitely very fun to talk to you, Ryan, as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's family feud because uh, Shotgun and I are like siblings and we fight like siblings. So family feud. By the way, family feud reminds me of Price is Right. Did you know that I won the Price is Right? Oh, did you? Did you win, yeah, a, tr- won- did you win a trip to Aruba? Or are you planning that yourself? Well, go to YouTube and you can see what I won. <laughs> and it was it was pretty fun. But no, I, I'm we're actually going to Tahiti. My wife and I are going to oh, Tahiti. Oh, right, Tahiti, Tahiti. Yeah, yes. and and then month after that, we're going to do uh, Thomas and Kitts, which uh, no relation to Thomas Fitz. Interesting. Yes. Well, I would hope. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to this Peristyle podcast on a Sunday, Sunday, April 
first. Um, we will be back with the Dan podcast tomorrow. I think. I think we're gonna we're gonna record that tomorrow. I, I you, maybe you could ask well, them when you're I doing your instant you. analysis. That's yeah, true. I suppose that's a good point. I'll 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 have to uh, I'll have to send uh, send him a message on uh, on ICQ and see if Dan gets back to me. But uh, thank you everyone for listening. You know where to find us. You can send us an email at podcast at uscfootball.com. Your calls and your text messages. 424-254-9141. And again, keep those short. We have an intern who can't be taking all of his day uh, reading all of the emails and, and everything. Keep them short. Paragraph. And then uh, the, the calls, about a minute. We, we get these three-minute calls. And I'm, I'm sure you guys say great stuff, but we're going to have to send them over to our friends over at like Reign of Troy Radio because they go on forever. I don't, I don't know how they talk so long. I have no idea how they talk so long. Like yeah, They I have mean- like diarrhea of the mouth. They they do two hour podcasts and uh, and that's just that's just much much too long. You gotta listen at, at two times speed and I just can't do that. Especially well, like th- those food it, takes that those guys give. It just I just, I just can't deal with it. Well, and then and then when you listen on two times speed and then you listen at regular speed and then they sound like they're on drugs, just very very like slow. That's that's jarring. It's very very strange. It's. Interesting. Yeah, not not a, not a fan of those guys um, at all. So if you want to listen to another podcast, uh, listen to Family Feud uh, with Keely Orr and Shotgun Spratling. Keely, thanks for coming on again. Uh, again, you can listen to us on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Rate the show. Leave your comments. It really helps us out. And uh, if you need tickets, sctickets.com, 1-800-888-7287. Tell Curtis that Keely sent you, or the coach sent you, or I sent you, or Gerard sent you, or Gerald sent you, and, uh, and you get your tickets uh, to every everything but not a usc spring game because there is no usc spring game this year but we'll see you out at uh, howard jones later so and uh until then keely, wait, keely did he have a final word no so, never mind okay <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow we talk to dan tickets 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 sc tickets is your concert sports and theater ticket source we have the tickets you need to any event worldwide football tickets are now available Call SC Tickets now at 1-800-888-7287, 1-800-888-7287, that's 1-800-888-7287, or visit us on the web at sctickets.com. SC Tickets, concert, sports, and theater. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.